Okay, the seconds are going up, so I believe I'm actually recording now, so that never works for me. Um, I'm going to start with a prayer just to get myself um, kind of centered and calm and all that stuff. Jesus, I ask that you would uh, give me peace today, that you would help me to share this message without uh, confusing myself or confusing, confusing others. Um, I pray that it would fall on the right ears and that um, it would bring you peace and bring the community peace. In your name, amen. So I'm going to talk today about the concept of eternity. Because uh, as a kid, that was something that was crucial to faith. Because when I was a child, my understanding of how things worked are uh, we're, we're all sinners, and we're all bad, and if we don't, if we don't confess our sins and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and say the sinner's prayer, then we would spend eternity in hell, and uh, that was really crucial to my faith as a kid, and almost scarier even than the concept of hell was the concept of eternity, because like I remember my Sunday school teacher being like, okay, close your eyes. And imagine like the longest thing possible, and now imagine like twice that, and like like just lo a, like never ending, just forever. Like to think about it is a little bit like overwhelming to think about. Okay, there's not like you just continue to exist for all time. Like that was kind of a lot for me. Um, it still is. It still is a concept that's kind of overwhelming. Um, and I think when I was younger. A huge chunk of why it was so overwhelming was so much of your life hinged on if you made the right decisions, then you would be like happy for all of eternity. But if you made the wrong decisions, then you'd be miserable forever and ever without an end. And that was like that was really scary. I mean, that that idea is still scary. The uh, other part of it was uh, eternity. In heaven, as it was described to me, also sounded super boring. Like you're gonna forever be doing like praise and worship songs, and I was like, that's gonna be like I can't get past like song three, let alone like <laughs> we're gonna be doing this forever and ever and ever. And I was like, the like doing it for an hour sounds crazy, let alone like thirty years or six hundred years or you know what I mean? Like I was like, I can't like I can't cope with that idea. Um, and then. So a lot of my faith was structured around like forever, and I had to do and say the right things so that even if I was bored forever, at least I wasn't going to be like suffering and burning forever. So that was like, okay, bored forever or in hell forever. I normally just go with like bored forever. So throughout my whole life, even to this day, a lot of my decisions were impacted by that concept of eternity, and like every little thing I do is setting me up for forever. And in college, well, I had a professor that talked about, you know, I took a course called C.S. Lewis and the Inklings, and it was all about the writings of C.S. Lewis uh, and some of his close friends, and this concept that, uh, like, as you grow, you're going to continue to grow. So, like, whatever direction you're in, you're going to, like, keep going in that way. So, like, the example my professor uses, if, like, a tree is bent this way, it's going to continue to grow in that direction. And so my whole life I was like, okay, I gotta make sure which way I'm like bent because whatever it's gonna look like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now, what is that gonna look like? 
And that really impacted my idea of eternity. And the example that I've said to people multiple times is like, you think about old people, there's really no in between. They're either like the sweetest things that ever existed or they're really horrible. Like, and I'm like, that's a great example of like, whichever like direction you're heading, you're gonna continue heading in that direction forever. So then like thinking about that and like every little thing that I do that's like rude or stupid, I'm like, times that by 50 years, times that by 100 years, like I could be like really nasty in 100 years. Like it would not be that hard. So just thinking about that really shaped my concept of my relationship with God. Now at the same time while I was going to college, we started going to Bloom and uh, listened to a lot of conversations about grace and the message of Jesus Christ being that we are, uh, yes, we're saved from hell, but it's more that we're saved from sin and we're saved from the law. And it was not as much for me then about what happens when we die, it's more about how how does salvation help us in the current present moment, and then it continues on. Um, where I'm at right now is I feel that I have a very calm and peaceful concept of the afterlife because of all those conversations. It stopped being about what I needed to do in order to get myself into heaven. It was more about um, just existing, like, and, and knowing that God loved me enough that he died and did everything so that I would have to do nothing. And so uh, for the last, like, nine or ten years, I've had a very, like, zen concept of the afterlife. Like, I'm not nervous about anything. Whereas when I was younger, I always thought, like, I could lose my salvation, like, instantly. Like, I could just, I could swear and then go through a stoplight and die in a fiery crash and then wind up in hellhole. Like, that was my concept. Whereas now, I'm, I feel very assured in uh, the once-for-all concept that, that Jesus died to cover all sins for all of humanity for all time. So I'm not worried about what happens when I die. Like, I'm not scared about the afterlife, which is really nice. But I also, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm really chill about the afterlife. I'm not worried about it. Um, but I don't really have... Or recently, uh, it's been a change in me, but I have not had very much zen or peace about my time on Earth. Like, I have felt very on edge about uh, everything, life decisions, all of that. Like, it's, I have this super, like, great peace where I'm like, if I die today, I'm not worried about anything. Like, I'm good. Like, we're good. But then I wake up in the morning and I'm, like, stressed about daily life events and I have no peace in my daily life. And so now I'm, like, trying to reconcile this this peace that Jesus has given me about the afterlife into peace about current life. Um, I've talked in the past about a concept of heaven that uh, was, was a big part of the Jewish tradition. It was, um, the word for it are alom haba, which is uh, it basically translates to the next world or like the next coming age. Um, there's a concept where, and I, I didn't write down what the other one was called, but there's a this present world and then there's alom haba. So it's like what's going to be coming after this current age. And the concept of alom haba is partially how do we redeem the world. So the concept of heaven was not we're going to go 
somewhere else and we're going to be happy forever. It was the current state we're in will end and the world will be made perfect again as it was originally intended. So, so much of the conversations that Jesus have that Jesus had with people about um, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven translated was Olam Haba. So it was, he was talking to people about bringing heaven to earth, about bringing the next age into the current age, into how do we redeem this current world into, into what it should be. Um, that's why Jesus tells the rich man, in order to be a part of this next world to come, you have to sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then you'll be part of bringing this next world to the earth, like this new peace on earth mentality. That's also why uh, in the parable of the sheep and the goats, he tells all these people who are like, Jesus, we, we did wonderful things in your name, like we're your followers. And he says to them, I never knew you. And they're like, what do you mean you never knew us? And he says, when I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was poor, you didn't help me. And that's all part of this concept of Olam Haba. Like we are bringing heaven to earth. Um, I did some studying this last week about the words eternal and eternity as they're used in the Bible, and uh, this is just off of Google, so take this with a grain of salt because I could be totally wrong, but <laughs> I, I'll just give full transparency there, but um, from what I was reading through the internet, the, um, the word that is most often used to talk about the eternal is, um, it's A-E-O-N, and it is kind of said like eon, and it's the same, it's very similar in our concept to what an eon is. So like an eon is a period of time, like it's a, it's an age, it's a, it's an unspecified length of time. So like we talk about like eons and eons ago, we're saying like, a long, long time ago, like in past ages, like that's how we use that word, and that's also how the word is used in the Bible. So when we talk about, I don't know if you say it the same or not, eon, but the uh, the concept was we're not talking about like forever and ever. We're talking about the next unspecified amount of time. So it's not like uh, we're looking at we're going farther and farther ahead. We're just saying this next age, this next eon, this next period is supposed to be about bringing heaven to earth. The other thing that's super interesting about eon is it's used to describe an unspecified amount of time, but it's also used to describe the intensity of a period of time. So the, like you think about, like when you're in school, you have times where like it's the last hour of the day, and that hour feels like 10 hours. I mean, like the, like time is like flexible. Like, yes, like we have measured like this is how time works, this is how and we can say there are 60 minutes in an hour, but time is experienced. Like there are moments we have that feel like they're sped up and moments we have that are slowed down. And I think that's kind of how we have to go into our concept of eternity because to just think about it like forever and ever and ever going on forever, that's overwhelming. Like I can't, I can't process that. What I can process is I'm supposed to be a part of the next coming age. Like whether that next coming age is 10,000 years or five years or two minutes. Like the intensity of it is um, what's critical. It's the, it's that connection with God. It's the, uh, like think about when you first fall in love, like it feels like time stops. Like there's a, there's a timelessness about it. And so that's how I'm starting to approach my concept 
because I can't handle thinking about forever and like seconds stacked on top of each other cuz that's super overwhelming. Um The other thing that I found was super interesting, so the word the word eon is used a lot to describe like when we say we have eternal life. They're using that word eons. So they're saying we are we're part of the next coming age, we're part of the next life. Uh but it's different than the word that they use for eternal as in the word of like literally like time stacked on top of it for hours and hours. So in the New Testament the word that means like literally going on forever is used to describe God and it looks like adios but I don't really know how to say it. It's a i d i o s. That word is used twice and it's used in reference to um describing the characteristics of God as being eternal as being forever and ever and ever. And it's not the same as that we use for the upcoming age or olom haba or the the next coming world. A lot of us uh in this community grew up uh in the church in some form, so we've always had this promise that uh when we die we're going to live forever in heaven. And uh, I as I want to hope for that and I think that it's good to hope for that, but according to these translations we're not promised forever being like minutes stacked on hours stacked on years stacked on you know eternity it's where we're promised a part in the in the next earth we're we're promised a part in the next bringing heaven to earth we're promised a part in that eon that intensity of that uh connection as a like thinking about it from a purely like scientific perspective we we're not guaranteed anything after death we don't know what happens like no one knows what happens when we die um and uh, i've kind of reconciled that for myself by being like if i'm going to continue to hope that there's an eternity after this and that it is going to be great and it's not going to be boring but um if there's absolutely nothing after this i've i'm learning to make my peace with that because i don't know that we're guaranteed forever and maybe that's too crazy to say in church or whatever but i think that there is a there's a beauty in and trying to grasp the concept of heaven as being not something far away and later but something that jesus offers to us now that alone haba that peace on earth that's something that we can bring into our daily lives. So I'm trying to give that that space where I understood that Jesus was going to take care of me after I die and bring it into the present because I don't know what happens after I die. I don't know what happens there. I need to experience peace on earth, heaven on earth now. Like that's the only way that that's the only happiness I'm really guaranteed. I had a very difficult but good conversation with my sister-in-law a couple weeks ago when she came to stay. Um anyone who knows me knows that I uh, I'm very much a pessimist. Like I like to th- I like to I like to say that like I'm a uh a realist, but I'm really a pessimist. Like I'm super negative about every aspect of my life. Like I just am. And uh, anyone who's been in a prayer circle with me knows that as long as I've worked I've hated the job I've been in. So there's not um like I had a really good conversation where she pointed out that yeah like you can be unhappy but you have a lot more than you realize you have and there's a lot more going on in your life that is good and there's so much that could be so much worse and 
in the last couple of weeks, I'm trying to frame this piece that I have about what happens after I die into piece into my current life. Um, and really being thankful for everything that I have. Like, if I'm being honest, like, having kids is great, but for a long time I was like, this is a lot of work. Like, this is freaking hard. Like, this is making me miserable. And uh, having this conversation with her helped me realize, like, I, like, I would be so much worse off without them, or worse off without my wife, or without my job. And I've tried to bring that, I don't, I'm not guaranteed anything when I die, but I have the peace that Jesus brings, and I'm going to use that peace to really cherish every moment. Because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, I'm not guaranteed forever, but I can have peace and enjoy the moments that I have right now. So even if, um, you know, the world goes up in flames tomorrow, I can enjoy that my sons are blowing raspberries in the backseat and, like, laughing at each other. And, like, I'm learning to really cherish all the things that are stupid, like, all the things that are not important. Um, I'm really learning to find heaven on earth in the moments that are great and to have a better attitude about the, the moments that are crap. So I'm like, I've been only doing, I've been trying to practice this way of life for like two weeks. So like, <laughs> if any of you are farther along than me, like, you should be talking and not me. But the, and so far it's been easy because we were on vacation last week, so I'm like, heaven is on earth. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> but um, part of it too, honestly, uh, like vacationing with kids is different because you still have responsibilities and things like that. And like in previous years, I was I felt really bad because I literally pushed most of it onto Shelley. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, you just can be with the kids and I'm gonna enjoy my life. And that's, I'm being honest, like that's where is that. And uh, this year, uh, we we go visit my family at a camp every year, and I tried to really uh, instead of being irritated at my children for wanting my attention, I tried to really cherish the moments with them. And uh, a perfect example was Teddy wanted to go to uh, this game room that they had, and I went with him to the game room, and I experienced an eon, because I didn't bring my phone with me, I didn't have any connection, and Teddy and I just went and played games, and I thought I was gone for 20 minutes, and I was gone for like an hour and a half, and I had no idea, because I was just in that moment, enjoying that moment, experiencing heaven on earth, and being okay with not having any other noise going on around me. Um, so then I got back from work, or I got back from vacation, and I'm back at work, and one of my doctors quit. And uh, I've been stressing about that for like months because I knew that they were going to leave. And I have this really unnatural, it's like, it cannot be for me, I have this unnatural piece that like, it's going to be okay. Like everything will be alright. So I'm in the practice of experiencing heaven on earth. Um, what I'm also trying to do and trying to understand is how do I, how do I start bringing that to people too? Like how can I bring Olom Haba, that like next age, the, the eon of peace on earth, like how can I bring that to other people? And I think as a community we can talk about how do we be part of that? How, how are we a part of the next age, that kingdom of heaven on earth, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, we are bringing heaven to those around us. Like, how can we, as a community, be a part of that? Um, I'm going to close in prayer, and then we can talk about that. Jesus, I ask that you would, that you would continue to show us all the blessings that you, that you do give us, that 
you would help us to understand how packed full of heaven the earth is and how uh, full of life and you know, how each one of our memories, whether they be difficult or blissful, that they can uh, contribute to our understanding of peace and can contribute to our uh, understanding of how we should help one another and how we can bring your, your peace to others. In your name, amen. Um, what I was thinking about for discussion questions was how, uh, have you experienced anything like this in your life? Are you, uh, are you actively trying to have peace in your own life or have heaven in your own life? And are you actively bringing it to other people? Because I currently am not, but I'm open to suggestions. 